0: Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? thelastsymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often there are also a few modest paid resources at thelastsymptom.com these support my efforts and have allowed the last symptom to exist for as long as it has these include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel, where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you are just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders, such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental or emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he's gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as he or she personally chooses, while accepting full responsibility for his or her own individual thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and actions. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares And by listening to this program, you're acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Let's discuss something I've been wanting to address for a while. This is the the meat and taters of today's discussion. Often, I talk to people who are very excited because of the profound insights they've had They express to me in their excitement that they are cured. Now, they probably don't mean that they are entirely cured right there in that moment. What they probably mean is that they've broken through a fortress wall that they have never before been able to get past. I'm truly happy. I really am truly happy when I hear people expressing these sorts of things. Their excitement... Is also my excitement. At the same time, it is a dangerous period for such people. And this is what I want to talk about at the risk of killing anybody's buzz. (laughs) Why is it a dangerous period? It's a dangerous period because future disappointments and setbacks, which are almost a certainty, can have devastating consequences if, if you aren't realistic about the probability of them occurring. Now, do you see what I mean? Those of you who find yourselves having these breakthroughs and insights that open up a huge blind spot to you and reveals things you could never before perceive, you are right to be excited You are right to be euphorically optimistic. I felt that way. I was there. When I had my my two huge breakthroughs, I felt the same way. But you must not allow your excitement to make you believe that you are now totally in the clear and that you won't ever be dealing with hard, painful things anymore. Or that you won't any longer be dealing with any of the symptoms of Borderline Personality Disorder. So, this is my friendly reminder to be excited and thrilled and optimistic. While at the same time, being realistic. Realistic that the nature of genuine recovery requires time, time, time. The revelations and insights have to be tested out in the real world, you see. Eventually, they will become your natural way. But there's a period of time, sometimes years, where you have to continue gaining new insights in combination with the insights you've already gained. Or, at least, years where you need to analyze your current insights from different angles and applying them to different parts of your personality, and your life. To give you an example, my rage didn't go away immediately. I had my huge epiphanies. My rage didn't go away the next day. My uh, interpersonal relationships didn't improve the next day. It took some time. It took some time for me to implement my new understanding of the world into the way I behave in the world. It would be highly unusual if you were just cured like with the snap of a finger. So anybody who believes that they've experienced this sort of recovery should be very, very skeptical and careful. And again, this is not to discourage you. Rather, it's to paint a realistic picture, a realistic picture of the true nature of recovery in the interest of saving you from future devastating disappointment or disillusionment. You see, maintaining accurate expectations is a protection for you moving forward while you complete the rest of the process. Remember, recovery is a process. And what is a process? Well, a process is a, an evolution of things that have to occur. Escaping borderline personality disorder, authentically and completely, is sort of a slow fading process. So, one might have a huge epiphany and think they're cured of a certain behavior. And maybe they say they're going to sit on things for a few days, just to see, just to see if they're really cured. Well, what I'd like to recommend is that you sit on it not for a few days, but for a year. Why not? Why not for a year? Huh? Just sit on it for a year. Here's why: the time doesn't matter. Now I understand the excitement, and I know the I understand the nature of that excitement. Oh man! Now, 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 now. That's what your excitement does to you. It's uh, you know. I want it now. I want people to know now. I want to start seeing the results of this now. But the time doesn't matter. In reality, the time doesn't matter. You simply go on with things, go on with life, and continue mindfully observing how you interact with life, and continue mindfully making corrections to your behaviors and your thoughts. The time doesn't matter. Just, just live. Just live and keep doing the inner work, and the truth will be borne out undeniably with the passing of time. Remember, I recently described the full escape from borderline personality disorder like having calluses on your fingertips from playing the guitar. And what happens when you get out of the habit of playing the guitar? Well, those calluses slowly fade away until they're gone. When I was drawing drawing pictures, you know, with a pencil or pen in my hand every day for hours a day all through my childhood my teenage years and even up into my 20s and 30s I had calluses I had a callus on the side of my finger where my pencil rested that was so thick it took two years for it to completely fade away two years and this is what it is like when an emotional disorder goes away completely it's It's gradual. It's a gradual process. It's a gradual disappearing. Remember that I've also said that when you are finally free of it completely, you probably won't realize that it's even happened until about a year after the fact. You'll one day realize, looking back, that it's been months or a year or longer since those emotionally unhealthy distorted core beliefs have had any influence or power over you. That they no longer have any exerting power over you. And it'll be then that you realize that, holy smokes, I'm on the other side of this thing. The reason it's important to have an accurate idea of how this happens is so that you don't get disillusioned. Disillusionment is a killer. You don't want to set yourself up to be its victim or its pawn. The last thing you want to do is relax your mindfulness and efforts before it's time. Also, you don't want to set yourself up so that perceived steps backward disappoint and frustrate you more than they need to. I don't remember if it was in the last episode or two episodes back. It was kind of a spontaneous comment that I added to the, uh, to the episode that I don't believe in in the expression steps back or steps backward because the cure to borderline personality disorder is accurate education and insight. And you never know less today than you knew yesterday. You, you never have less insight on a matter or less understanding on a matter yes, uh, today than you had yesterday. So I really don't like the terminology of saying steps backward That's why I say that you don't want to set yourself up so that perceived steps backward disappoint and frustrate you more than they need to. The reality of of the thing, the the true nature of recovery is that you can fall and you can just sit there and not progress. But you never are further back than you were when you started. All right. So it's not only an optimistic view of the matter— it's a realistic view of the matter. You're never behind where you started. All right? So beef yourself up with that. I'm never further behind than when, when I started. Every time I learn something new, I'm, I'm moving ahead. Remember, I bring up diets all the time. It's like a diet. Even when you can't perceive the benefits. If you're doing the, the right stuff, The benefits are happening nonetheless. So don't rush it. Be patient. Allow time to live and observe and see your new understanding of life in action, affecting your behaviors, affecting your reactions, your thoughts, and feelings differently than what you've always been used to. You need that time. That time is important. So anytime you feel like, oh, I'm all Beyond this, Uh, be worried. (laughs) Be skeptical. What you want to see, what you want to see to know that it's genuine and true, is you want to see a progression, an evolution, a slow, steady change. I don't know if you can hear uh, Walden down there. He's he's still horny cat. He's still running around screaming and <laughs> wanting to hump the walls. Uh, so I locked him in a bedroom. I locked him in my daughter's bedroom. <laughs> he's he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out, man. <laughs> oh man, that cracks me up. Because uh, you know, uh, I've felt that way before. <laughs> Have you not have you not ever felt like that? <laughs> where you would just <laughs> where you were just so uh, worked up <clears throat> worked up that you would you'd screw the high school cafeteria lady if you had to. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Anyway, that's the state of things for him. And he's he's got his paw underneath the door and he's shaking the door. I don't know if you can hear it on the recording. We'll we'll I'll see you later. And it's just comical to me. Uh, my best friend Jordan had a dog. This is totally well, not totally unrelated, but sort of unrelated. My friend, my best friend Jordan had a, a Siberian Husky, big Siberian Husky named London. He was named after Jack London. And when we were teenagers, we would buy these pills. They were uh, called Nodos. <laughs> Like Vivran, you know, they were, they were caffeine pills. And uh, one night, London was acting really strange. We were trying to watch a movie when we were supposed to be in bed. Uh, and I was at Jordan's house. And London is just running all over the place. And he's barking and his tail is going 100 miles a minute. And I said, what, is, what in the world is wrong with him? He's going to wake up your dad, you know. And if your dad comes down here, we are Screwed. I don't know what's going on with him, Jordan said. So London was so wound up, he went racing through the living room and leapt against the couch, and he knocked the couch, the the whole couch over. Boom! You know, it shook the house. Well, here comes Dave, walking downstairs, Jordan's dad. He was not happy, and he just takes London by the collar takes him into the other room and puts him inside of his crate and then goes to bed. You know what a dog crate is? It's just big enough for the dog to get in there and lie down. Well, we went to bed after that because you know, our cover was blown, here we are, we got caught. We got to go to bed. It was a school night, too. The next morning when I got up, you know what I found in the other room? <laughs> London had gotten into Jordan's box of no-dos and had eaten every one of those pills. We're talking like 16 pills of caffeine. You know, each pill has the caffeine of like a cup of coffee. And here he had gotten into them. (laughs) And he had eaten every one of those pills, every one of those caffeine pills. And so now I'm imagining him getting stuck in that little tiny cage with all of this caffeine and energy in his system. (laughs) Oh, man, it was funny. I mean, it was tragic. I felt terrible for him. And it was also really, really funny. Oh, boy. Okay, so there's the story for today. Now, to close, I want to tell you that I'm still keeping up with my weightlifting regimen. Except for this past Wednesday, yesterday. I canceled yesterday because my sore throat, I was just sick of it. And uh, I didn't want to stress myself. I wanted to allow myself time to get better from this sore throat. I mean, I I can deal with a lot of things. A sore throat throat) is just—it's not one of them. I, I hate it. I hate it. But besides yesterday, I have been keeping up with my weightlifting regimen. I've even worked out all the soreness so my arms don't tremble anymore when I'm bench pressing those three-and-a-half-pound weights. Here, where I'm at, I'm allowed to record people without their knowledge or consent. You're probably wondering what this has to do with lifting weights. Well, I'll get to that. In some U.S. states, it is illegal to record somebody without their knowledge. But here, where I'm at, it's not. So while I was working out with my buddy the other night, this is the same buddy that I went on and on about in the previous episode. I recorded some snippets of us in the gym, in our natural habitat, just being natural. And I thought you might like to hear it, just to get a sense of the nature of my workout evenings. So don't worry, I'm not betraying my buddy. There's nothing in the recording that identifies him or anything like that. I did it on the down low, only to catch him behaving naturally. So, remember how I told you that he is always lively and optimistic and good-natured? Well, you're going to hear that, that energy in his voice. Also, he has invited another friend who started working out with us in the same evenings, and, and you might hear him in the recording as well. So, enjoy. Uh, uh, I feel good about him. I
1: mean, I, don't, I think it's pretty good weight
0: right now. To yeah, out. yeah, I wouldn't want to go any lighter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, that must have really left an impression, because I've heard that story. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, sure have.
1: Well, you got kind of long arms, too. I've been with guys in there, short stuff. I'm like, yeah, i got to go like four or five more inches than a lot of people do. You know? <laughs> I was down right back in high school, even when I was a 160-pound weight class. <laughs> I've never been just 160 pounds, but and I've had 45.
0: Curl bar. Man. It's hard for me to believe you were ever 160 pounds.
1: Oh, no. And I was pumping them things up. Now it's like what happened. <laughs> I hear some guys want to arm wrestle. Here I go go to arm wrestle. Like as soon as we start, I heard a pop and the guy I heard it heard just this pop. And I pulled a tendon right here. And it's never been the same. And there was all in videos. I used I've arm, seen see guys getting arms broke. I used arm wrestle a bunch then I watched them in a video, and yeah. like, nah. It can happen. Well, it happens. I, I said, mean, you hear it snap. My bone did but side. I had a tendon or something. And like I said, it's never been the same. And my bowling's always been different. Far. Oh, yeah. He had it on the damn and the wicks in the back seat and the whole way to work. He, was yeah. he got that off of <laughs> Over the Top. Old Sylvester Stallone, you can see that movie. You've never seen Over the Top? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> he had that in a semi-truck. totally forget I got this... Gird sweep on the back. So I he mean, just put it together brand new. So I start backing up the level this dirt out with my bucket, and all of a sudden I hear a crunch and I hit the brake. So I turn. That thing knocked the back tire, ran over the whole left side. The wheels folded over, Aww. and I just went, That's it, I'm done for the thing. <laughs> so I drove down, unhooked it, and drug it in the garage.
0: All right, well, that's a pretty good sample of what my workout evening sounded like. I hope you enjoyed that peek there into my life. Thanks for letting me share. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Take good care of yourselves and treat yourselves right. I'll try to do the same. As always, thanks for listening.